Well, I want to welcome you all if you are listening today to our Women's Ministries We Can podcast. Um, kind of a special edition, but super, super, super excited about this because we are actually doing a podcast with our women now, with Alegria, who are our Faith Home alumnus, and Sarah Capehart, who is the founder and CEO of Alegria Jewelry. And so we welcome you. And Sarah, I want to welcome you this morning um, to We Can. Um, We're going to start just with Sarah. If you don't care, just kind of share the vision uh, for Alegria, how it all kind of got started. Um, I know when you get get into this, you get super excited. So that's okay. We'll listen as long as you want to share. So just share share a little bit about Alegria, your heart. Um, We'll get into just in a few minutes where it is at the present. So let's give us a little bit of the history. A little background. Sure. Well, thank you for this opportunity to talk to all of my fellow women in um, women's ministries with General Baptist. Thank you for being a part of Alegria. You've been a huge part of it. So my mom and dad, Dave and Martha Kelly, were the directors who first came to Honduras to establish Faith Home and were here when the first young ladies and gentlemen who were little Ninos and Ninas at that point were first placed at Faith Home and began their journey at Faith Home. So I have known about Faith Home for over 25 years now, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been a part of it since the beginning, not living here. I was newly married and um, expecting our first child when my mom and dad came down. But four years later, Four or five years later, we got to come down with our family and experience our first mission trip in Honduras. And I'll tell you, once you've been to Honduras, it's in your heart. The people here are some of the sweetest, kindest, happiest people you've ever met in your life. And the country is beautiful, but um, they're still developing their country. And so I would hear as dad would talk about starting to transition our young men and young women out into adulthood, how difficult it was for them to find a job with a living wage, for them to find a safe place to work. And the struggle seemed to be so much harder for the women than the men. So I heard about it. Dad and I even talked about it many times when he was still here in Honduras, but he was on deputation, ideas, and and nothing just ever transpired. Well, let's fast forward to 2020. I had been repping a jewelry company for 22 years. It had been my career. It had allowed me to have a safe living wage job and stay home with my kids. But at the end of 2020, it closed. And that left me without a job in the middle of a pandemic. And as I was praying, as I was really honestly, Vicki, as I was crying and whining in the middle of the night. To the Lord, <laughs> yes, um, I've been there. <laughs> and so in the middle of the night, the whisper was, Sarah, start your own jewelry company and hire the women from Faith Home. And I was, I was silenced. But the, <laughs> the amazing thing was I wasn't afraid. Now, since then, I have many times that I've been afraid, I've been worried, I've been nervous. Operating a company where people depend on you for for payroll when your source of income is sales 
any woman who's in business out there that's been a part of that will immediately know what the worries are. It's right. it's a constant. How do we keep things going? How do we keep making more jobs in Honduras? Because the need is great. If mm-hmm. I tell you about the last time that we hired the stack of people that wanted the job are it's huge and we don't have enough jobs to fill all of those needs yet, but we're getting there and I'm so grateful. So from that phone call, I reached out to my dad at two o'clock in the morning via an email so that I didn't wake him up. Guess what, Vicki? He emailed me back within about 30 minutes. So he was awake. (laughs) And he said, well, it sounds crazy, but let me, let me get you in touch with some people at, uh, GB headquarters in the morning and let's let's have a conversation. So by the morning we were on the phone. The second email I sent was to the president of the company I worked for again at two o'clock in the morning. He also wasn't sleeping as any CEO who is shutting his company down and leaving people without jobs would would be he wouldn't be sleeping. And he responded back to I had reached out and said, here's what I think the Lord is calling me to do. Would you happen to have jewelry materials that you're selling off that maybe it might be beneficial for you and also for us to get started? Well, by seven o'clock in the morning, I was on a phone call with him. I had an airline ticket to go to Dallas, Texas the next week. Mind you, in December of 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, right? I... Ooh, I'm glad air travel has returned to some normalcy because those <laughs> first trips were grueling. Um, mm-hmm. I flew down, met with the designer at that company, and they proceeded to work with me all day. We designed our first collection out of old pieces and leftover findings there in their manufacturing plant in Texas. And as we were putting things into my suitcase at the end of the day to rush me back to the airport because I didn't even spend the night, uh, I'm looking at her saying, Gretchen, this this looks like way more than the amount of money that I told Mr. Horner that I had to be able to invest. And she looked at me like I had three eyeballs and (laughs) said, what are you talking about? Got him on the phone and he said, no, I asked you if you could use that to get an airline ticket. We're donating all of this jewelry. Wow. We want you, we want to be behind you to get this started. So literally tens of thousands of dollars worth of jewelry went into my two carry-ons and I flew back home to Indiana and proceeded to start taking it apart while I waited for a contract <laughs> with Vicki. And um, Vicki, I think from your side on the day that we talked, you had just been talking with Mark Powell, head of uh, international missions about this issue. Yes. And God just is always working on our behalf. Even when we don't know it, we just have to trust that. Right. Is so true. And he says he's right together, all things for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Right. I'll, inter- I'll interject just a little bit, Sarah's, you know, the the day that, well, your dad called me and, and wanted to know if it's okay to give you my number. And I said, well, of course. And then as you were sharing the 
your vision. I was sitting there. Um, I always call it a goosebump moment, but I was getting goosebumps and our Alegria girls may not understand that term, but um, just thinking about, because I know that was when Sid and I went to Honduras and um, Odlin and Erica and those girls are going to remember this. It was time for them to begin leaving Faith home. And our responsibility was to find them a job. Now, if we had been in the United States, it would have been a no-brainer. We would have known exactly what to do and probably would have been successful finding them something. But we were in a third world country, totally foreign to us. And I remember Dunia was the first one that we tried to secure employment with. And we would take her out and we'd be gone all day. And we'd get back to the house and I would literally be in tears saying, I don't know what we're going to do. They have to have a job. They have to be able to support themselves. Um, they're big girls now. They're big boys. And and we have to think about their future. So I, I know for me, this has been an answer to a lot of prayers, a lot of tears, um, a lot of desires, conversations with God. God, what's next? What can we do to take care of this? Um, and so... I, I can't tell you how excited I get about it and how excited I get about looking into the future to see what God's what God's going to do next. So anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you go well, ahead now. And- I love putting the story together. And I'm I have sitting next to me someone who I have come to admire in such an incredible way as this conversation started, both my mom and my dad got on the phone with me. And they said, have you started reaching out in Honduras yet? No, I'm not sure how to do that. Well, the first person that you should contact is Odeline. Mm -hmm. And I looked her up on Facebook. What a world we live in now. Right. Friended her and sent her a crazy message. (laughs) I'm thinking about starting a jewelry company. I would like to create jobs for the Faith Home alumni, and I need a manager in Honduras. Now, in the meantime, Vicki, you also said, have you reached out to Odeline? It was almost like it was an assumption. From right. You. And then also from Mark Powell, have you mm-hmm. reached out to Odeline Garcia yet? Uh, it's, uh, it's on my list. It's on my list because over and over and over, it felt like every missionary from faith home that I had talked to, they knew that Odeline had been raised up for such a time as this. And Oset had prepared her and she had um, the favor of the Lord on her for this, Mm -hmm. but she had the intelligence. She, thank goodness, is fluent in English because my (laughs) no muy muy bien. (laughs) Well, um, Odlin probably remembers when I was there how many times I'd go, Odlin, I don't understand. And she would translate. Um, <laughs> yeah, she was she was a big help. She's over the years has been a huge help, as well as some of those other uh, young ladies who are sitting at the table right now. But but Odlin, um, Sarah, can we just jump in real quick? Because I this crossed my mind. Odlin, what what entered your mind when you got that email from Sarah? What was what was your first your first reaction um I was shocked (laughs) (laughs) 
um, we were having a hard moment, difficult moment at that moment. Oh. We just passed um, two really bad hurricanes at that moment. Mm-hmm. We were at Faith Home at that moment, like, refi- how do you say it? Seeking refuge yeah. there. Seeking mm-hmm. refuge there. Because um, <laughs> all of our town was flawed. Um, right. So, so I was like, we were like, not only me, but the other girls um, asking God, what are we going to do now? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like in a third country, <laughs> yes, uh, we will have to start all over again. Mm-hmm. So at that moment, God answered immediately, I would say. Um, we, we were, we had jobs and, but God was faithful and he answered immediately. Um, when Sarah sent me that message, I was like, thank you, Lord, for <laughs> this country and, and giving us this opportunity. And it was, it was going to be a very hard morning to, um, sorry, a, a very hard moment to start all over again. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But thanks the Lord. Um he put it inside his heart and here we are. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Sarah, you can continue, but I, I just I've always been curious how Odlin felt when she received that. I think we've all been in that position. It's just God, God supplies, and you're going, oh my goodness, I can't believe. I don't know why we say I can't believe you're doing this, God, but we always, I guess, in awe um, of his power and how he provides. Yes. Yes. Well, I was slated to come down with Robin Lowry, our missionary there at Faith Home working with education. And our our flight got canceled because of uh, COVID. They were not flying into Honduras yet on Delta. Um, and so Mark was scurrying around trying to figure out how to get us down there. And eventually we got to come down in February. It was still COVID. There were no vaccines. We had to test. We had to wear masks. Um, mm. We were working outdoors just on a porch so that we could stay as far apart as we could. We wore masks while we worked. Um, we ate one by one in the kitchen to try to keep each other safe because I had just <laughs> flown in from the U.S. and been through right. two airports. I was an extreme risk to bring COVID to the girls. So in other words, you were a little germ carrier, actually. I actually was. <laughs> it seems to be one of my lots in life. Because I came down on a negative COVID test. And when I tested to come back home, I was positive. And so my six-day trip, which, by the way, was not interrupted only by COVID because Robin and I ended up unaccompanied by <laughs> Mark and, and whoever else was supposed to come down to the field council at the same time. Oh, got exposed and they couldn't come on the flight. Uh, we managed, Robin had enough Spanish that we got our bags through and we got, we got to Rodney and um, 
Oh man, some adventures on that first trip. Uh, Odeline's husband flying me <laughs> via car <laughs> through the city. <laughs> oh, surely not. <laughs> oh my, that was my first experience with what Honduran traffic and driving is like. Oh and, goodness, yeah, it is. There's a lot of prayer goes in before you get in the vehicle. <laughs> Let me just say I would. I would say Jorge said, hold on. And we got there. We made it before the bank closed. Um, oh, some of the adventures trying to get certified so that I could get a bank account for us. That took us mm -hmm. months and months and months and trying to move payroll. And oh my goodness. My first trip was supposed to be six days. Instead, it was 17 because once you test positive for COVID, you're staying where you're at until mm -hmm. the 10 day wait period was over. So I had to shelter in place. The Lord was good. I had no symptoms, none whatsoever. And the other great thing is none of our girls tested positive or got sick. Nobody right. else got sick. So I guess we did the right protocols, um, which is amazing because, you know, sometimes it was hot and those little masks would pull down a little bit, but right. did it. We launched on February 14th online and the whole first year, because there wasn't a lot opened up to do anything else, we just sold online. And we did uh, Inside Out, we did the Summit and different places where we could tell people about Alegria and explain the story, show our jewelry. And our first jewelry was not so fabulous, was it? I, <laughs> there was a flower we were making yesterday. And, and we saw the difference. Yes. <laughs> we said 2021 versus 2023. And it's just incredible how talented our artisans have become. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I will say because I have a real, uh, I, I love jewelry. Let me just say that. And it, it's funny because Sarah and I, you know, we're at a lot of events together and I will say, okay, I, this time I'm not going to buy anything. And I will <laughs> walk by that display and something will catch my eye and I'll go, okay, I think I better have I that. So, <laughs> but each one, each one just gets prettier than the, the one before. Um, and, and I can just see different talents and abilities just, coming to the surface. And that's that's a wonderful part of it to see you all grow as artisans. Sarah is always telling me to call you artisans. So um, I, I just see so much growth through that. Hmm. Thank you. Yes, it's beautiful. And think about, I'm not even sure what name to put to this, Vicki. Someone on a team or a missionary began teaching jewelry making skills to the girls when they were teenagers. Mm -hmm. So jewelry was planted and yes, we did. You know, at the with the women's co-op, it kind of started there mm -hmm. um, making jewelry. And it, it was basically just earrings, uh, bracelets, I think, you know, and we 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 did with what we had, what we could secure there in the country. And then teams would bring us supplies. Well, then mm -hmm. women's co-op, it began to be more and more difficult. We didn't have a location. And so all of the jewelry supplies um, when Sid and I got ready to come home, I passed those on to Teresa and Robin and, and mm -hmm. Tanya Willis, I think, was in in on it, too. Tanya, Tanya, Tanya actually had experience making jewelry. She had sold mm -hmm. jewelry personally that she had made. And so, yes. And so it it started way back. And and one of the things yes. that um, I noticed, we we've always been 
so in awe of our kids at Faith Home because the the artistic talent that they have, it's it's a cultural thing. I always hesitate to use that term, but it's it's just a talent that they have that's born in them, you know, to be so creative. And so yeah, they they had been making jewelry for a quite a while. Um, and, and, you know, securing supplies in, in Honduras is difficult. So, but we did what we could do. So yeah, I had actually kind of forgot about that. So you just brought that up. Well, we still use some of those supplies for our training. Mm -hmm. Uh So we use that when we bring on a new artisan and we need to do some training time, they can use those beads and stones and crystals. Uh, so we don't have to use the thing we bought for production. So those yeah. are still being used in uh-huh. our office. So amazing. God, we think we have a part in his plan and that if if we don't step up, it's not going to take place. Well, there's a little <laughs> tiny itty bitty grain of truth to that. But his plan is so much bigger than what our eyes will ever be able to see or comprehend. Right. And the story unfolds and the more I hear about well, how did you find this bisateria where we can go and and find stones? Well, it just sort of happened. Well, mm-hmm. it was God. It was God. It's God. It's always God. And right. I, there is no greater adventure in life to me than to be a part of something that God is doing. And exactly. so being a part of this it's long nights it's long weekends it's travel it's back and forth to Honduras and and my body doesn't adjust super well <laughs> to travel and uh-huh. I realize my weakness here and my language skills are not growing like I want them to maybe because I just practiced Duolingo 15 minutes a day but <laughs> It, but God is so much bigger than my weaknesses and in my right. strong and he just keeps showing himself. So we got that first year launched Vicki and um, by May, I got to come back down and we went on our, ver- our first design week and that started there and it's continued through the next three years where three times a year I would come down we would work together on laying out the designs from prototypes the girls had been making. Their creativity is behind every piece of jewelry. Right. I, am, I might send a picture, but then they will look at it and create something out of it. Um, so they do all the design work. And uh, then we started learning how to buy and where to find the higher quality things that would elevate our brand in the United States. So we want Alegria accessories to become something that women in the United States desire. They love mm-hmm. our creativity. They they can't wait to see what we're coming out with next. And so that started how we've continued with our production and our modeling, our uh, manufacturing. I come down, we design for four months and then we buy some, we order some, the ladies will have to go shopping for some after I leave, but that's laid out. Sorry about that. Uh, that's okay. Just came through as a reminder. I'll start again so that 
So we lay that out and have all of our materials together. And boy, we've gotten stuck with materials. So we're getting smarter with that. <laughs> right. Oh, supply chain continues to be an issue from the mess of COVID. Mm-hmm. But that allows us to make a collection of jewelry that will launch on the first Sunday night of every month. We launch it on our social media, on our Facebook and on our website and through our email list all on that first Sunday night. And then that's available until it sells out. When it sells out, we don't go back and make them again. There's been maybe Mm -hmm. three pieces we've made again. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes we might make it in a different color, but we can't go back and find the stones again. We can't find colored crystals. Sometimes we can't find the same colored crystals from design week to two months later when we go back to try to buy it for production. So we're learning. And our customers, Vicky, Alegria means joy in Spanish. I know you know that, but maybe I haven't said that yet uh, to everybody. Right. We're creating joy. Jewelry creates joy because it's something that makes us as women feel good when we look in the mirror. It's that finishing touch. It's pulling an outfit together. That's all what I learned when I was repping another jewelry company. Uh Oh, it was such a benefit to me as a mom to not feel frumpy, but to feel put together and look in the mirror and feel good about myself. There's a joy that comes in that. Um, It's a joy to give. Jewelry is still the number one gift item in America. Everyone Mm -hmm. receive a new bracelet or a new earring. And it's an easy gift to give. You don't have to know their size. Um, But it also is creating a joy here in Honduras because the jobs are salaried. They're not dependent Mm -hmm. on sales. The location where we work is air conditioned. Thank you. (laughs) Although, should anybody want to make a donation, our air conditioner is uh, on its last leg. So that's kind of budget and it's kind of at the bottom of it right now. But it's it's limping along. We'll pray it through. Um, But it's air conditioned. It's safe. We have a bathroom. We have a water cooler. Mm -hmm. And it's in a place where I feel like Orlean chose a location where there are things surrounding us that keep the office safe. Right. Um, close by bus for everyone to be able to get here for work. Um, these jobs are creating joy. And right. Maybe this would be another good opportunity for me to ask Oline to explain that, like what it means to have a job at Alegria to our artisans here. Yes. And that was, that was on my list of things to, to hear from Oline, but I'll, I think our listeners would love to hear from a couple of the other uh, gals that are sitting at that table to say just just what exactly does this job, and I'm going to call it that, what does this mean to you? Okay, well, let us summon a few here. So this might be a, an edit. Let's That's see. okay. I didn't warn any of them. Odalene just got <laughs> out about this half an hour ago because they get nervous. They're not oh. Uh, please, can, please don't be nervous, girls, ladies. Everybody loves you, and um, if it make you feel better, they can't see you. So, <laughs> okay. Um, so, ladies, can you tell me what your job means here at Alegria to you and to your family? How has this been a good job for you? Has it been a good job for you? 
¿Podrían decirme, señoritas, eh, qué significa eh, tener un trabajo aquí en Alegría para ustedes? Eh, ¿Qué ha significado para sus familias? Uh, ¿Pueden decir eh, una o dos frases? ¿Pueden decir? No están viendo sus caras, solamente están escuchando. Erica and Elizabeth, would you go first because you were our first artisans? You started when Odeline did. It can be in Spanish. Right? In Spanish, Odeline can translate. Empezar Erika y Elizabeth. Lo que alegría significa para vos, lo que significa trabajar en esta empresa, o lo que ha significado para tu familia. Erica, how about you? In in Spanish is fine. Can you? Yes. Um. She said. Um. Safe job. Um. Yeah. And she can spend more time with her kids. That's a family. Yes. And I, and I think one thing too. Our lit for our listeners. Having been there, uh, the safety of it is monumental. Um, if you have not been to Honduras, if you've not been to Faith Home, um, you know, unfortunately, it is a country that is not safe most of the time. And so uh, Sid and I learned this when we were looking for employment for our transition kids You know, it might be a job, but it would be in a location that we just didn't feel safe for them to go to work or they would have to relocate. And it was in an area that we just didn't feel comfortable that was safe for them to live. Um, you, you all, I'm sure, ride the public bus system. Do you do that, Odalyn, to get to work? Yes, we still. Yes. Okay. And I know. Um, for our listeners, you know, that's that's not always the safest way to go to work, to get anywhere. So so just being in I, I was thrilled when I saw your location um, and and refresh my memory. Are you are you in La Lima or are you in El Progreso? La Lima. La Lima. That's what I thought. So, um You know, that's that's close. It's easy to get to. But my goodness, just being being in a room where you can create and you're not always concerned, you know, about your safety. Um, it, it just means so much. So we have a lot to be thankful for for that. Well, I I have so enjoyed visiting with you gals. Is there anything, Sarah, anything that You or Odlin or any of the other gals want to share before we kind of wrap this up? Well, we have a couple of new opportunities that um, have come up over this last Yay. year. One of those is we have become Fair Trade Verified through the Fair Trade Federation. So the easiest way to explain that is like seeing something being USDA organic certified. There is a vetting process and making sure that what we're doing is actually having an impact on this the socioeconomic status of our, our artisans, that we are paying above a living wage, that there is growth here for our mm -hmm. artisans. 
And that's what fair trade is. It's connecting women with talent and ability here in a country that their talent and ability isn't going to create the job that keeps them um, above a, a poverty level, connecting them to a place that has more resources like the United States. Right. So, fair trade is it's leveling the playing field it's connecting the united states with developing countries so we're proud that we got that certification actually the first time we went before the committee they accepted our application and that's good that doesn't happen with everybody so we've done that that's allowed us to be able to put fair trade on everything that we produce and it opens the doors for new stores to carry our our products we've also expanded into wholesale so that means now there are stores, um, coffee shops, gift shops, boutiques, uh, fair trade gift shops that carry our jewelry collection. We sell it wholesale to them and then they turn around and retail it to their customers. So that has helped us grow. That's actually added our last uh, our last four jobs have been added because of the growth in wholesale. So on our website, you can look and see where we have stores close to us. Look for shop in person. And if you're listening to this and you don't have a store close to you that carries Alegria, we sure would appreciate you reaching out and letting us know about some places you think might be interested in your area. And you can be their very first customer and their most loyal customer, making sure they (laughs) will ordering from Alegria. (laughs) And we also know jewelry sells better in person. It's just so much more beautiful in person. We have a website though available for everybody and you can shop online at any time. We've created a subscription box. And as we're designing here, that subscription box is usually the first set we pick, pick for each month. We pick the very, very best. In fact, that flower just came over here and I'm like, oh boy, I want that piece now, but it's the <laughs> spring the subscription box. So if you want to be a, like a joy creator that is faithfully every single month, making sure that our wages are paid, our subscription box subscribers are now covering an entire week of our wages and expenses in Honduras every month. So wow, that's quarter, good to know. One yep. quarter of what we need down here. What we would love is if our subscription box would grow to the point that it's covering all of our Honduras expenses. Mm-hmm. That way we can begin to invest and grow Alegria. Right. Uh, then the final opportunity, and so that's on our website too. You can look there, you can subscribe. The longer you subscribe, the cheaper it is. So, you know, just sign up for forever and it'll practically be free. No, not really, but <laughs> but it's such a blessing. Those, those ladies that have committed to that and are subscribed, I thank the Lord for them daily, knowing that we're we're creating the best box we can possibly send to them. And they're going to love it when they get it and in turn it's courageous here. And the final thing is we've had so many people ask, how can I support Alegria beyond just buying a piece of jewelry? Well, there's a lot of ways, but we have created a piece sponsorship where you can sponsor a piece of jewelry and it would be in an upcoming month. So you would be 
basically paying for the wages, the Honduras wages, only wages, doesn't cover any other part of that piece, but you would be supplying all the wages to produce that piece of jewelry. And those are um, $300. And so if you were wanting to make a donation, so to speak, you could sponsor a piece. You could sponsor it as an individual. You could sponsor it as a business. And we shout that out on our website. So if your business sponsors it, you could write it off as advertising because we will tell and thank you over and over on our social media (laughs) website, if you want to. Now, if you want to remain anonymous, we'll do it that way too. But that would be such a blessing to have uh, several of our pieces each month sponsored so that the wages are covered. Vicki, wages are always the thing that keeps me up at night. Because the need is so great. Mm -hmm. There are women that need to be in this room with a job. And we can't create the jobs until we can pay the wages. Right. And here summer when we're recording this, we're at the bottom of the bucket of how the sales chain works through the years, through the year. So from here on out, people start buying Christmas presents and it, Mm -hmm. it picks up. But summers are survival in a sales business. So sometimes it's minute by minute, whether the transfer is sitting in the U.S. bank account to be able to send it down for wages. Mm -hmm. So those kinds of things, the the ongoing sales, the wholesale, the subscription box and sponsorship can help make that uh, less of a fear. And continue to provide a stable job for Galagria. Wonderful. And you might have mentioned this, Sarah, but how many artisans do you now have employed? I know the table looked pretty full. (laughs) Siete. Seven. Seven. There are seven. seven. Wonderful. With a full-time salary job. We have everybody registered with Social Security. Our company's fully registered in Honduras. With everything now, I think we've got a little bit of paperwork to finish up, but that's just always a thing. This is just always going to be a thing to paperwork. To There's always you're always going to have paperwork in Honduras, and you're always going to have to have something stamped. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and you're probably going to make three trips to do it when it should. Right, been uh, Sid and I and some of the other missionaries <laughs> would laugh when we were there, wondered if we could just get our own stamp to stamp things because that's that's a requirement. <laughs> <laughs> we we have our own stamp, Vicky. It doesn't work like that. We no, I know. <laughs> Somebody else has to stamp it on theirs. Unfortunately, it doesn't. But um, I, I am just so 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 thankful for the way God has blessed this. Um, I always call it a ministry. I understand it is a business, but it's a business that has focused on the ministry. Um, it it is just. We just feel so blessed to have it. Um, The women, I I want you artisans to know that the women, particularly the women in women's ministries and the women in our churches, um, just love Alegria because they love Faith Home and they love you girls. And so they have supported it. I was sharing with Sarah. I was in um, Kentucky about three weeks ago. and I, and I will tell you, girls, I spent the weekend with Pauletta, so she's, she sends her love. I was 
so trying to figure out how she could be part of this podcast, but you all know Pauletta. We wouldn't have been able to get much conversation in because she would have been so excited to be with you girls. But um, but one of one of the women women in the church stood on Sunday morning and just talked about what a blessing Alegria was. And and she really did a wonderful pep talk um, and just got everybody so inspired to the ministry. And so we're we're gonna keep telling the story. Um Sarah and I are together at a lot of events, but Sarah does so much on her own. And so we're thankful for you, Sarah, for for being an Esther. You know, you were needed for such a time as this. And you said yes. And that's that's the key to to any kind of ministry. And and for you girls, you artisans, um, as you have grown into women and you continue with your spiritual walk, you know, God, God is going to use you in so many ways. Um, but it starts with just opening yourself up to him and saying yes. So um, anything, Sarah, you want to leave our listeners with another little tidbit or anything that I've probably forgotten or just glossed over that I should have mentioned? Well, I, as a very good CEO and chief sales officer here, chief joy officer, will always put a plug in, go to allegriaaccessories.com. Uh, you can share our story from there. We have an about page. Share this with people. Share it with your church. Share it with your women's ministries and your Bible study. Think about giving Alegria for gifts this Christmas. It truly is when we shop and share that we're changing lives and creating joy through jobs here in Honduras. Exactly. And to our listeners, Sarah is always available to come to your church your women's group to to share the story. And um, she always shares the heart of it. And we know that when you're involved in ministry or missions, it is the heart of what we're doing that is really the most important part. So, well, girls, ladies, I, I still call you girls. I've loved being with you. I wish I could sit at the table with you and just listen to your chatter and your giggling and watch you create jewelry. So, um, Maybe in the near future, myself or Sid and I will will be able to come back down and and kind of visit with you and, and see in person what's going on. Sarah, I so appreciate you. And this just worked out great that you were going to be in Honduras so we could go ahead and get this videoed um, and taped for our listeners. So um, having said that, I will say to our listeners that... Um, be sure to share about this podcast. It will be available on recording that you could also listen to it at other times. And so having said that, thank you girls and God bless you. And we will continue to pray for all of you. 